All right, welcome back. Free agency has started, sort of. The legal tampering period began on Monday at noon. We've seen a flurry of action already. These deals won't be in place until Wednesday at 4 p.m. when the league calendar and hopefully our friend Creston turn over to 2022. We're going to cover the big names that have already been signed and as well as get into our rookie wide receivers. So welcome to Terrestrial Takes. Back to Terrestrial Takes. I'm your host, Dushwains. Dushwains, joined by Tim at Nubs, double N, double B. How you doing? Oh, man, it's coming through. So, how goes it? It goes great. We were just talking. I like the fact that there's sunlight now at 630 when we, when, uh, we go home from work. It's just so much better for, like, your mental health to come home and there be sunlight still. Absolutely. So we're streaming live on Twitter and Twitch at Dushans underscore. If you wanna, if you wanna leave a comment for the show, be sure to do it on Twitch or on YouTube at IDP Army. We're also live on Twitter Spaces. So if anybody wants to call in and give a take on something, just give a request. We'll get you in here at some point, and uh, you can uh, talk some shit. So free agency. Um, where do we start? I guess we could start with actually not a signing but a trading. Uh, Cooper, not Cooper Cup, that would be insane. <laughs> Amari Cooper traded to the Browns for a fifth-round pick and a sixth swap. This uh, this doesn't look as bad as it as it once did once you see these contracts that are being signed now because everyone's saying about the cap hit, the cap hit, and whatnot. Uh, this was kind of a steal for the Browns, I think. Absolutely. I think this helps Baker a ton. It may not turn out that Cooper has this big fantasy season or whatever, but I really do think this creates a nice pressure relief release for Baker in a lot of situations, which will then help him to convert more uh, third downs or convert into new down, new set of downs. So I really like this move. It doesn't really cost you anything. I don't know why the Cowboys wanted to get out so badly, but they did. So, yeah, uh, that's assuming that Baker's the quarterback, by the way, <laughs> but they were kind of in on the Watson sweepstakes. It seems like everybody's in, but as of now, it's Cooper. Uh, they're going to be bringing in a rookie, don't you think? They have to. There's just too much for them to lay on just uh, DPJ and Leon Cooper for that to even have any sort of like total picture of an offense when you're when you're trying to create a passing game. It just would be too hard to just have it be just Cooper, especially in an offense he has to learn, and we don't know the weather that's going to affect how he plays outside and stuff like that. So I got to say, I, I wanted to try the Twitter space thing out, but I can't turn all the volume down and I'm hearing feedback. So I think it's going to sound like garbage on the stream and on the pod. So this might be a, we might have to do this another time because quality comes first in this house. So we'll, do, we'll, we'll figure out something else with the Twitter space. So sorry, boys. Shutting it down. Yeah, it's coming on my, my end and your end. So. It's a cool idea. It'd be great to get people to call in and like it on just even if they're listening, just being like, what, are you, what the hell are you talking about about that? But 
I can't be having feedback both ways, you know, my end and your end. So that sucks. But yeah, Browns, they got to be taking a, a wide receiver. Where, where are they in the draft? They didn't make this. They're like, I, what, eight, 18? I think they're at 13. Like, 13, I was going to say. 13. So yeah, they'll be, they'll be a wide receiver there. There was some rumors and some projections that it would be Burks going there at 13. Which will be kind of fun and interesting at the same time to see if that actually happens or if someone falls in love with with Burks or Wilson early and then the next team that really wants to go after a wide receiver takes him before that or tries to jump Cleveland. A lot of stuff can happen. Absolutely. Uh, so I have a bunch of the uh, free agent signings. I didn't put them in any order of like most important to least important. Uh, but let's start with... Let's start with uh, the the massive QB upgrade. The person that's going to bring Deontay Johnson to the wide receiver one realm. Uh, Mitch Trubisky signs a two year, fourteen million dollar deal. Uh, I think it was Levi that said Trubisky. Uh, I, I remember when Wentz signed or was traded to Wash Washington. People were saying, "Are we sure he's going to beat out Heineke? Man, are we sure that Trubisky is going to beat out Rudolph or fucking?" Haskins, because I'm not, but God damn it, did Twitter let me have it for saying that people were saying it can't get worse for Deontay. Yeah, people were like, it's a massive upgrade. It's like people just completely forgot how, like, that they were all shitting on Trubisky two years ago, but it speaks to everything is Nagy's fault, right? Well, of course, it's Nagy's fault. You know, they actually didn't use Trubisky the same way they did when they originally started playing with him in Chicago. So that could be a thing. But there's so many things that he has to get better, which maybe he has improved in his time not starting. And maybe he does beat out these other uh, quarterbacks. But if you're going to try to shoehorn him in and he's really not supposed to be the guy, you're going to have problems. And I'm not sure how well this uh, this whole division is going to like play against him where they have film. It's not like he's just a new quarterback. He, there's a lot of film on how he how likes to try to dissect the field and It'll be interesting if they incorporate more QB running into the offense because they never had to do that before with Ben. So it could be a really different looking offense next year if it works, or if not, it's just going to be be a big pile. Yeah. Um, our boy Amr Vender commented on the Browns drafting a wide receiver, saying Christian Watson in the second is his dream for the Browns. Maybe in the twenty second, but no. <laughs> per, per Marcus Mosier, it sounds like NFL teams are not as high on Watson as fantasy people are. Oh, so it sounds like he's per Marcus Mosier. Sounds like it's going to be more a third round pick um, for Watson. Well, then I guess you'd love that even more for the Browns, then, because then they get two other players first. I don't know what is their biggest need. I know we're going back to the Browns, but is their biggest need wide receiver? Like, what else are they looking at at thirteen? Their defense is pretty solid. Cornerbacks pretty solid yeah it's probably receiver yeah. offensive line's been been decent i know that they had some movement around it so it could be that they go and grab another tackle or something but it's probably going to be weapons for baker yeah well staying back on track here trubisky yeah so i got some heat because i'm sorry guys you're lying to yourselves this was not the upgrade you wanted for deontay and now he's going to be a fine wide receiver too i know what he did with Allen robinson i understand but he's not going to have the up upside that we all were hoping for um at least not in my estimation so i have him like around wide receiver 15 16 and i guess that's just ludicrous something i didn't like is i saw tweets being like when trubisky has a great year don't come at me or don't like hide your tweets like the people that are against it and i just wanted to be like so what if he sucks like are you gonna are you gonna reap the 
the seeds are, that you're sowing right now? Is that what's going to happen? You're going to apologize and all this stuff? No, you're not. So, like, I wouldn't come out with such confidence that he's going to be good. Yeah, it just lets me have two victory laps. I get to have one now, and then I get to have one again when he doesn't, <laughs> when he's like wide receiver 14 and isn't getting, and when Mitch isn't throwing deep and he, he can't throw short. He's like one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league, but can't throw maybe, left. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, Tomlin is a great coach, and uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he puts it all together, but there's, a, have, there's a lot of needs on that team, though. So even, even saying Mitch comes out and plays decent that doesn't mean that they're going to be winning either because that offensive line needs help. They're aging on defense. They weren't good against the run. They have to replace all their linebackers this year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, they were terrible. I think it was like the worst Steeler run defense of all time, or at least for a long time. <laughs> um, so one that I really liked was uh, Zach Ertz getting an extension in Arizona because I have a lot of Ertz and he brought me to a couple titles last year. And I think it's just good for Arizona as a whole. And uh, they might be a player in a, in a game we're going to play next week. For someone that doesn't have Ertz at all, I really like this move. Like, I mean, I don't think anyone really thought that he was toast. But we all were kind of questioning, most likely, that if a team would buy in to Ertz as their starting, you know, number one tight end, or if he was just going to be someone that was going to get kind of mixed in. So seeing that. They really did commit to him. It's really nice to see. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for a guy that's actually a really good tight end. So, yeah. Uh, our boy Toronto, Dave TD. How do I feel about Deontay Johnson and Amon Ra? Uh, it's probably like a late first separating the two for me. I think I have Deontay around 15 or 16. And I got Amon Ra at like 33, 32. And this is before uh, I haven't factored in any free agency. I'm going to wait for free agency to settle. Then I'll do one for pre-draft and then post-draft updates. But I'm on Ra as a flex. Um, Deontay Johnson's a solid wide receiver too. Absolutely. And I'm on Ra. Like we can look at like that six-week span where he was doing really well, and we can talk about the other weeks in which he had five receptions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, this offense is probably not going to look the same that it did last year. And I, it's so funny. Like everyone's like, "Oh, um, you're over, or you're undervaluing, undervaluing." Excuse me, Amon Ra. But no one really tells you where they have him ranked, because if they did, and they said, "Oh, he's a wide receiver three or "Oh, he's wide receiver," you know, twenty seven on my on my sheets or whatever, you're moving that for a first. You're moving that for a future first or a current first or whatever. Like that's that's really what you should be looking at. So. At the end of the day, they want to call out like bad behavior, but but like it really has more to do with an improper valuation of a wide receiver three on a fantasy roster. Yeah, uh, that's usually how it goes. I mean, I kind of was guilty of it a couple years ago with Ridley. I was like, everyone's overvaluing Ridley. Ridley's way too high, too, too high. And then I did ranks and I had him at wide receiver six or something. Like you can just tell that like they they haven't sat down and gone through them all and been like yeah there's there's like 12 guys that i would take every single time over Deontay. and that was a big thing too is i actually i i asked victoria today i said just for context can you tell me where you have him in your ranks because if you're going to call people out for saying that he's overrated where do you have him mm. that's something i wanted to find out because then if we're talking about what we're trading for in future picks that's going to mean something Absolutely. Since we're on Amon Ra, the Lions brought in a legit wide receiver one. No, I'm just talking shit. They brought in DJ Chark for one year, 10 mil, and that's a great price. I know he was hurt last year, but that's a really good price that 
I'm surprised more teams weren't in on that. I love this deal. Like it, it just blows my mind that Zay Jones got the same amount of money as or same amount of money annually average average annual compensation of ten million dollars for three years versus one for for Chark. And I think Chark's gonna have a pretty pretty good year as long as Goff can com- complete the ball to him or whoever's throwing the ball to him. How much do you think it eats into Amon Ra? I always thought that Amon Ra would be best as like a third or fourth option on the team and maybe have some boom weeks, but like you just didn't know when, which made him less valuable. So I don't really see too much interaction in terms of the targets that Amon Ra is going to get. It's more or less the opportunities to score touchdowns that's going to really determine this. Well, he wasn't really a boom kind of guy. He was a consistent you know, receiver. Last yeah. Year. He was consistent when, when basically their season was over and they were really trying to just, you know, feed him the ball those weeks. Obviously they stay competitive in those games because the lines are improving. I just don't see that as the game plan next year. So that's, that's where the disconnect is for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree for the most part. Uh, Cause you're going to have Swift getting his, you got TJ getting his, you bring in Chark, you bring in Amon Ra. Uh, it's actually not a bad positional group and they have a mm-hmm. decent O line. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's, he, I think he's fine as a flex. I'm not sure that DJ eats into eats his load very much, but uh, watch out if they draft somebody though, cause then you're bringing in another mouth to feed. And, and I think that's the point is that I think the targets are different. So it's not like they're taking each other's targets away. It's just what's the volume of targets they're going to have. Yeah. And I'm not sure what it will be, but if they stay in garbage time, I mean, I mean, I think I was on record for saying they'll score like four touchdowns last year, but we don't exaggerate here. <laughs> we do have fun though. We have fun. We do have fun. Um, going to another mediocre wide receiver that got paid quite a bit more. Uh, Cedric Wilson to Miami, three years, 22 million million. I was stuck between mill and million there. Uh, I kind of, it seems like a lot of people actually like this deal, uh, and like Cedric going there. Cause I, I, I like Cedric Wilson going there and maybe it's because I picked him up on a bunch of waiver wires, but I, I like the, I like this a little bit. I think it's fun. I think it's not going to be predictable for fantasy for weekly output, but I don't think Cedric Wilson is a bad uh, receiver. He really does create space and knows how to get open, but I just don't think he's a guy that like you want to like lean on for your offense, but he's a guy that gets ancillary, you know, production based on the coverages the other players get. I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, when we see that the salary cap and stuff is projected to rise a lot based on the new money, it's probably really not that bad of a deal. I just, I feels weird that like teams are, kind of already playing into that because it's like you could lock these guys up for a much better deal and then when that salary cap really kind of jumps you'd be in a much better spot with more cap room yeah and the cedric wilson deal is three years but it's only uh 12 million guaranteed so most of these deals seem to have there's a lot of three-year deals but you look at the guaranteed money and there's an out after two you really want to look at the guaranteed money i want to get uh i want to get in touch with this certain um agent and see if we can get him on the pod and uh, ask him some questions and uh, maybe get one of his uh, clients on the pod at some point as well. But that's something I'm looking to do in a couple weeks because I'm sure he's busy as fuck right now. <laughs> um, another wide receiver. Oh, wait, let's stay. Let's save that because we have, we have to do that whole fucking let's stay. Stick with Miami for a second here. Uh, Chase Edmonds, they, they pick up Chase Edmonds, two for 12, six million guaranteed. Again, half the contract, so half of one year, six million. We'll see what happens after one year. 
Do we think that that's it for them going running back, or, did, or is this still a great running back spot? Uh, are they going to draft a, a running back? Because I personally think that if they do, they take somebody in the fourth or fifth, like a Brian Robinson or Jerome Ford, bigger type of running back to complement Edmonds. I see that, but I don't think Robinson falls that far. Yeah. I think this deal is great. I, I, no running back's been overpaid this year, but I think they've been paid adequately and the right ones are getting paid. Uh, that being said, I, I can't foresee any reason why they wouldn't add at least one running back, maybe even two in the draft. I think it really just depends on where they want to allocate their picks. I think Ford, that would be a great spot for them. I don't know what fantasy production that's like, but I think that makes sense for the uh, a fit of roles on their team. And I really don't think Gaskin's that great. So I could see it kind of, he kind of falling out of favor and only kind of replacing or um, giving breathers to Edmonds, if that makes sense. Cause they're kind of going to probably play a lot of the same role. So I, I think no, it's hard. Not. They're not going to play the same role because Gaskin isn't going to have a role because Gaskin is dead and decomposing on the side of the road. Well, that's um, what I mean. Is like only when Edmonds needs a break or a breather is he going to get in, or if he's hurt. So hmm. it's kind of like he's not he's not the third down back or whatever, but he's like the immediate backup. I think there was another situation that was like that last year. But I, I think he'll be. Uh, I think Gaskin will be great on uh, special teams and punt return this year. <laughs> uh, we also have Russell Gage going to Tampa Bay. Uh, this seems like a fill in for Godwin, right? Like until he gets healthy. I mean, I like it for, for Gage. Uh, God, rip Tyler Johnson. I, I won't let the dream die, but I will let my fantasy my fantasy roster ships shares die. I really am a fan of Gage, and I kind of wish he would have stayed in Atlanta to at least have the ability to produce. Because I think he's a decent receiver. I think he's um, over average on athletic. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? But uh, I think he's a better athlete than people think, and he's a decent receiver. But, yeah, you're right. If if we're just looking to fill a Godwin role, that totally should have been a Tyler Johnson move because Tyler Johnson should be capable enough if he is a good enough receiver. And I think this speaks volumes about what Tampa thinks about him. Yeah, or they're just bringing in more stuff for Brady. Um, I guess we could talk about Brady for a quick second. Well, and do we don't even know if Gronk's coming back there because I heard there was a rumor today that he was talking about going to an AFC team instead of coming back to Tampa. Oh, I didn't hear about that, but... I think he just wants more money, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Brady, unretired. Um, not surprised here. Uh, I never thought he was staying retired. I'm surprised how much people thought he was, though. Like, it was a power move that he wanted Bruce Arians out or he wanted to leave, and they played hardball. And now Tom came with his tail tucked between his legs. I, I still wouldn't be surprised if he if he was moved. I don't think he will be. But um, everyone's saying that Bruce Arians saying it's bad business or whatever. Bruce Arians is not the GM. All right. Like Bruce Arians is kind of a belligerent drunk that is pissing off Tom Brady, which the GM there, I'm surprised, is choosing Bruce Arians over Tom Brady. Uh, there was the reports of uh, Brady and Leftwich working on game plans and then Bruce would come stumbling in and red axe and change it all up. And uh, Tom, Tommy boy don't like that. So he played his hand. It sucks that he used the family as an excuse. So like it, like you, you knew it would lead to the memes of, oh yeah, he went home for two weeks and said, fuck this, I'm out. And uh, he must've known that's coming. That's why you don't use your family as an excuse for like contract lever leveraging. But yeah, no surprise there. Russell Gage, I think, is a perfect situation for him to be in as a wide receiver three, um, especially when Godwin comes back. 
uh, I don't know. What do we think of Gage flex play, right? Like what Gage or Amon Ra this year? Amon Ra. Yeah, me too. It was a quick thought. Like, mm-hmm. eh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, we got before we get to Jacksonville segment here because they they got a whole segment uh, on the defensive side. We had J.C. Jackson leaving the Patriots to go to the Chargers. Go Chargers, go! I am happy for them. I might become a Chargers fan because I am giving up my Patriot fandom until Bill hands in his. GM resignation. He can still coach, but you know that he won't hand one in without the other. So we're gonna have something next week where we 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 just we figure out who uh, who uh, who my team's gonna be this year. Uh, we're, we got something fun planned for that. But JC Jackson, Patriots didn't want to tag him. Goes to the Chargers. They're loading up. They brought in Khalil Mack. They uh, did they bring in a, t- uh, a, a another linebacker. Uh, do your homework, kids. I forget who they they, they did sign a third person because I remember seeing a report on it, but I don't remember the player. Yeah, it was another linebacker. Anyways, they're loading up, and that kind of brings me to something that I sometimes forget to do. But my terrestrial take of the week. So it doesn't crop very well, but yeah. Uh, Justin <laughs> Herbert, MVP odds at plus 1,000. I'm about to hammer those. Follow Linda, who wrote it on the uh, Pong table while we were in at your house for the Super Bowl. I got to tweet that out. Yeah, you got to send a picture of that out for sure. But yeah, terrestrial take of the week. I wish that cropped better, but you know what? It's actually a nice touch to hop over. <laughs> <laughs> we, all look, we look all sci-fi <laughs> all right on to jacksonville let's start with uh start with the good here first and i didn't bring up the contract they signed uh Foyce to luacon an absolute idp animal from atlanta he, he won me both my idp leagues three years 45 million 28 guaranteed now that adds up to just about two-thirds again right two of the three years funny how that works follow the guaranteed money all right, the cap is just an excuse for owners to say we we can't pay them. All right, so stop stop with the cap. The teams seem this the teams themselves seem to be stopping like understanding. All right, the cap is useless. Like, let's sign Zay Jones three twenty four million. <laughs> What's that I, all about? I now know what it feels like to be in a league with a fish, as like all NFL teams do with Trent Baalke. <laughs> like I I now get it. They're just like, hey, Trent, how's it going? <laughs> you signing some shitty players again? <laughs> oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, so what yeah. the fuck, man? This is so bad. Yeah. Uh, he's almost. He's going to be 27 when the year starts. Uh, he's probably caught in 27 balls in his career. Uh, three years, $24 million, 14 guaranteed. Just about two-thirds. Funny how that keeps working out that way, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, just terrible. But they also didn't stop there. And they gave a guy that I've given a lot of shit on this pod to uh, Christian Kirk. Sorry, I'm going to pull up that contract. What do you think of that one? 
Is it four for, is it like four for 84? Four for 72. 72. Okay. I just want to know how they're going to align their offense. Because if you have any shot with LaVisca, it's going to be in the slot. If you have any shot with Kirk, it's going to be in the slot. It's not going to be outside. So you're signing all these slot receivers. So what is your alignment going to look like on offense for one, as well as then you just signed Ingram. Where are these guys going to, where are these guys going to produce on the field? That's what I want to know. God, do you know what do you know what his dead cap is the next two years? I do not. Thirty-seven million dollars, and then thirty million next year. That's well, just he's, he's going to be there. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's going to fucking be there. Holy hell! So he's got where's the guarantee? Thirty-seven guaranteed of his seventy-two, so about half, two of four. So yeah. He'll be gone in 2024, I'm sure. I would love to know, one, what the other teams are bidding for Kirk. And two, if they let uh, Chark go for that little, uh, is there really a big injury concern for Chark? I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was an ankle, right? Or was it a, a leg? I, I thought, thought it was, it was, a, I thought yeah, it was an I thought ankle. It was a, a leg, something, maybe, an, maybe an, a knee, maybe a hip. No, no, it was, it was, I can't remember, but like, is that a big concern now to them that they're just, they're speaking with their actions, not their words on it that, Hey, this is really an an issue that we don't trust them to be healthy and produce um, on a weekly basis for the following seasons. It was an ankle because Chark is a, he's a talent. Yeah. Like he's, he's shown flashes of being able to be a high end two on a team. I mean, he was, he wasn't bad this year either, wasn't he? I think he wasn't it early that he produced and then he had four hurt. games, I think. Um, DJ Shark 21. So, yeah, he started the year. Um, oh my god, <laughs> he started the year with 12 targets, but he only had three catches. <laughs> uh, but he had a toddy and then and then he got hurt in the oh, early Cincinnati game. So, he had two like decent games, one dud against Denver, but. Yeah, I, I don't know what that what the hell that means. Like, why are you gonna let Shark go for ten million dollars? Why did everybody let Shark? Is there is there something there? I don't know. Uh, but I hope he balls out. Cause, so do I. Absolutely. Yeah, I like Baby Shark. And he, they they signed someone else too, didn't they? Like something terrible. And we're also we're looking what. Well, they had Ingram. They had Shark oh, and true. Zay Jones. And Zay Jones is just awful. I don't understand yeah. that deal. That's something. Yeah. That's something you bring in after you go through training camp. <laughs> like for real i am also not a big fan of christian kirk but this is it like you gotta go you have to have the second year jump from t law and K- christian kirk needs to deliver because he has been a twitter darling for years and has not delivered he's had his you know two huge games or whatever and he actually had a, a decent season last year he really fucking faded duchene's last year because i kept talking shit <laughs> i think it was like 980 yards pretty sure yeah. something right under a thousand massive Sign him to seventy-two fucking million dollars. Send it, send it, kid. And now, now for for, for Trevor, Lawrence. God, yeah, I always want to say Tyler for some fucking reason. I should just say T Law. Uh, we're looking at hopefully ETN comes back and hopefully J Rob comes back. Those are two running backs with pretty big injuries. And then you have 
you have Marvin Jones, who's actually a beast, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. There were people that were actually like stoked about this uh, positional player group. And they were salivating over the salivating. 25 other teams are salivating over this posi- uh, over this uh, positional group and uh, offensive talent. I was like, no, that's just the foam you get before you throw up <laughs> <laughs> in your shower after the Super Bowl. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> I tried. I did. I, nothing came out, but boy, did I try. I did the. I did the cat fucking. <laughs> you got to use your full diaphragm when you do yeah. that. You know, complete complete body. Um, you got to buy in hundred percent. Forty year old mom, uh, trying to twerk. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Anything else in free agency, really? I mean, we had Teddy sign with Miami. Great mentor, you know, maybe take the job from Tua. There's a lot of running backs out there that I want to wait and see on, see what goes on with them. But I'm thinking for fantasy, we're going to see kind of a resurrection of value and production for the 26-year-old running backs this year. I don't think there's going to be a lot of them that are displaced or replaced. Yeah, I was in on them last year, and I know that cliff's coming, man, but none of them got cut yet, so they, they're going to have their contracts vested, I think, tomorrow. Um, they might have another year out of them, so if you held on. I, I didn't sell many of them because I knew I wasn't going to get shit, but I was not buying and I wasn't drafting. But... Uh, uh, anything else on free agency? Those are the big ones I wanted to cover. All right, then. Well, let's talk uh, some rookie wide receivers. Why don't we? It's time for the main event. So we're talking rookie wide receivers. Hell of a group this year. They're going to be up high because there's only three running backs maybe to go in the first, and you could see quarterbacks falling out of the first. However, right now the there's Malik Willis sitting at like 102, and then you have Pickett, Howell, and Corral sitting like 9, 10, and 11. I'd assume that they jump to like 7, 8, 9-ish uh, post-NFL draft, but that's something that you can track in my link. In my bio, you can check the 22 pre-draft ADP. I'll have post-draft ADP. Compare and contrast. So where are we going to start? Top or bottom? I, th- I think we start at the top, right? I think top makes it easier. Yeah, I agree. So hit me with your wide receiver one, bud. I'm going with Wilson from Ohio State. Now, I believe Burks has the chance to be the number one in this class, the most upside. I completely 100% agree that Burks should go in the top three. But the problem for me is I don't believe that Burks is can't miss. I think there's a lot of route refining he needs. To me, he's he's like the, the pretty girl that didn't have to develop a personality. He, there's so few second moves that he he doesn't have or his ability if um, if the play doesn't work the way it's supposed to. What is he, how is he going to react? What's his second move? And I think he runs basically the offense that the coaches give him, which could 100% work um, in the NFL. But it's kind of like, to me, every DK Metcalf concern that people had for him going into the draft, 
it's like double for me on Burks. I really liked DK coming in, but I just there's so many things I just don't trust about his game. So so I feel like Wilson is safer. I feel like Wilson is more complete. Wilson is more of this year's or this age of NFL's wide receiver um, talent and um, attribute base, where it's more about getting open in space. Set. Yeah, things like that. I can't think of words today. So you're saying Traylon Barracks is the kill Harry 2.0. I am not saying that. <laughs> I thought I heard you just say that. I would say this, though. If I had uh, a higher pick, I would not have an issue exploring trading down and not having to take Burks and maybe taking two wide receivers instead of one. Yeah, so I think Burks, Burks is my one. I have Burks one because I think the upside is higher, but I think Wilson is much safer. Um uh, the upside's absolutely higher on Burks. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a he's a freak. Uh, but he could ball him out, and there's some risk there. So I wouldn't hate moving back if you could, but I'm 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 gonna be taking Burks at at 102 in my drafts unless things change. And Wilson is right there. He's in the, he's in the tier with me. Like they're they're in a tier of their own. It's 101 and then 102, 103. And uh, Wilson just just looks fucking awesome, dude. But did the gauntlet drill scare you a little bit? Actually, for me, my concern with Wilson is there's a lot of times in which he doesn't get uncovered, like especially in the red zone, and he has to make really talent-heavy plays in the end zone, and I don't know if that always happens against NFL corners, but I think the overall skill set is just better for the NFL. Yeah, and if you're vibing to that song, that is a Duchesne's original. I did all of the, uh, all of the sound bites for this show, the intro, outro, main event, but... They're not easy. I haven't done them. I haven't done any in a while. And you are goddamn right, John. You will get snoot on uh, Brees. If you. Oh, are you saying we got sniped in our draft? No, no. Hold on. Live action. Live auction check. Are you talking about Lord of the Rings too? Yep, we did. Damn. We. Oh, you're co with him. Yeah, I'm Coney's with him. Yeah. Okay. Dave Spaceman took took Brees Hall back. Fifty nine dollars. We're out. I'm happy I nominated him early. Yeah. See where he ends up going. Though that's $12 over the 101 in the first Lord of the Rings draft. Yeah, but so. that makes sense. Um, market. What I was saying to John is like, you can compare the markets, but you got to, you, you got to deal with the market you're in, you know, like you can't just live in that market like Crescent does back in the past. You gotta, you gotta move on and live in that, live in the now. And, and it makes more sense that the players might go for a little more than the draft pick because, you're getting the actual player. I mean, the 101 is the 101, but uh, back when we did the first Lord of the Rings auction draft, it was it was it was Traylon Burks was you know the 101 back then. So that's fair. That's fair. It, it was much cloudier. 101 wasn't had, didn't have much appeal. 103 was the pick because you it was the tier of three back then, so you would just take whoever fell. So that's how things change. It's great. Now where the hell was I? Wilson two. What do you got it to? Burks is two. Yeah. Pretty easy there. So we did not have Toronto Dave's Drake London, who is my three. He's moved up. He's he he moved up once. Well, it's more so if somebody moved down. <laughs> but Drake London is a is another beast. He's kind of kind of have has a little bit of a blend of the two top guys. Actually, you know, he's bigger than Wilson. Not as, not as athletic as uh, Burks, but he was just an absolute beast this year for USC and. I, I feel pretty safe with London as well. London's my three. Same same argument. He's 
feels pretty safe. He may not have the ceiling. He may turn out to be Michael Pittman level um, production, which you're not mad about. But I don't, I, you know, he could go either way, but it's probably more likely he's probably a wide receiver too. And you get a wide receiver too in a draft, you're pretty happy. Yeah, I would be a little upset at 104 if I got Michael Pittman because you were getting Michael Pittman at what, 201, 202, 203. Yeah. So, but we're, we're, we have to, you know, it's different yeah. classes. So we're kind yep. of comparing different things. You're right. Uh, this is where I think we might get interesting. Uh, so hit me with your four. Jameson Williams. Yeah, I thought so. Why is that? He's just got so much upside. Yeah. And I think he's more than just a vertical player. He's shown that he's very physical, or even on the when he plays gunner on punt returns. So I I like that about his game. I'm not worried about the ACL. I really don't worry about ACLs anymore when it comes to players. Obviously, you want them to not have that issue. But if I can give him at a discount, I'm going to do that. And I think that Jamison is actually less landing spot dependent than like most vertical speed wide receivers. Yeah, and I think he might still get drafted in the first. I mean, you'll definitely be a day two guy. I could see that. Yeah, teams really like Jamison Williams. Um, my four is actually Dotson, uh, another guy that's moved. He's actually moved up. He just seems smooth. I can see him. He almost seems almost seems like foolproof to me. Like I could see him being just a, a, a tactician on the routes, like eating out targets, has good speed and everything like i feel very safe with uh dotson and if i ha- and having him at four i mean he would probably be five or six off the board unless he gets you know day one capital which i i don't think he will but you could see quite a few wide receivers go on day one which would be sick uh at five i've got jameson williams I, he's got the upside um draft capital vertical threat uh and i agree he could be more than that as well uh, absolutely balled out. Not much more to say there, really. Uh, I could pull up stats and read those off like a book, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read my ranks off a book. So we're at. Did five. you give five? All right, what's your five? Chris Olave, mm-hmm. and I think that a month ago, two hundred one was where you wanted to target that pick to get him. You ain't getting him there anymore. I think. Uh, Obviously, Wilson is the more coveted prospect, but I think in terms of getting a discount, Wilson and Olave is pretty ideal. And I don't, I don't like making player comparisons like he's going to play like this. But to me, for some reason, he feels kind of like a discount Keenan Allen. I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm not saying they're going to hit the same ceilings. But I really like his game. I just think it's an NFL game like that he has. And I just think it works. Like, I have almost zero doubts he's going to work out. It's what his ceiling is going to become. And it may end up being that Olave is a guy that you're able to trade high on after the first year, and you'll be really happy about it. You're muted. Olave is going to go day one, uh, Dave, and especially with that 40 time. But, uh, yeah, I like Olave. I didn't like how he went back to school, and then he was overshadowed by Wilson, but – NFL teams like him, and he's not far behind for me. Um, and I, I think I can see um, Dotson being like a Keenan-esque kind of guy personally. But Olave is actually my six, so we'll just segue right into it. Uh, he's gone up for me as another guy continues to fall. And the draft capital and everything is 
I, I feel like he's not very dependent on his landing spot either. Like he should be able to eat wherever he goes. He's got the great speed. He's got the ball skills. He's got he's got the book. And that brings us to your number six. Where are we at? I got Pickens. I want the upside. Same way we're talking Burks. When it comes to back end first or late or back back in first round or early second round picks, you're looking for upside. You want to you want to hit on it. And Pickens could easily burn out, but I'm going to go for what I believe is the best remaining profile available. And I and Pickens is that for me. A guy that uh, topped out his freshman year, <laughs> never topped a, a thousand yards. Yeah. If you just look at the stats, I wonder why he just, he just wasn't productive or something. <laughs> uh, I, I like Pickens, but uh, that was your six. Yeah. All right. So at my seven, I've got David Bell. Um, I was really high. I had him at three for a while. I mean, he was my one like a year ago. Um, he's, he fell down to three and I am not, I don't take the combine as serious as most other people tend to like off of their boards. Um, I like to see what the NFL tells me. They think about the combine because I still like him as a player, but I did reassess and I just couldn't in right mind take those other guys, uh, take him ahead of those other guys anymore. But I'm going to go bell over Pickens here still. And we'll see how that plays out. Draft capital might change that again. But Bell has been a fucking baller all three years, young age, not great size. Actually, he had a pretty poor size, I guess, at the combine. But he doesn't have great separation, I guess. And some people say he catches with his wrists. Motherfucker, I would like to see you do some of those catches that he does with his wrists because he's a, a ball hawk. He's like, yeah! He goes up and gets that fucking thing, all right? Oh, He's my like, God. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't either, but it came, and I did it. Uh, yeah, so ball hawk bell, wide receiver seven. I, I think if you were surprised by the 40, you weren't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. So the 40 shouldn't change much if your opinion of him is high. He had 1,000 yards plus his freshman year. Like, you can't really be mad about that. Um. He actually, so my seven is Dotson. Hmm. I do like what I see in his route running and his ability to separate. He actually, it's funny because he plays bigger than his size, but he looks small when you watch yeah. him play. So like he almost plays like he's six foot, but he also is like really small and thin. But I think he, he's, he's got a, a skill set that definitely the NFL is going to covet and he's going to be on the field. So good for him. I then have Bell after Dotson. I kind of said my piece about Bell. Um, I, just, I just don't think he's kind of a compiler when it comes to stats, but I don't really think there's an issue when it comes to his ability to, once again, play the NFL game. And a 4.65 is not slow. It's not fast, but it's not slow. It's something that you can definitely utilize in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So A lot of like the best wide receivers have like a 4.57 uh, 40 time, like DeAndre Hawkins, Keenan Allen, a lot of those guys. And he doesn't. I kind of plays like Keen, um, Nook a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the 40 time. It was more the size that kind of concerned me. And then what concerned me is how much is our NFL teams going to be concerned by it? But yeah, uh, that was your eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Eight. I got pickings. Um, they're really close now, but I do like the profile, not production wise, but I like him, what his skill set is. And he could, he has an alpha type of skill set and build. 
And yeah, uh, at eight, I mean, it shows the depth of the class because you know that you have the top guys and then maybe a mid tier there with London or Williams. And then all of these guys are kind of jumbled together a little bit. So this is where I think it really gets interesting. I think most people, those would be the eight, you know, like from the majority of people, you're going to see those guys have uh, as their top eight. So hit me with wide receiver nine. Before I give you wide receiver nine, I just want to say John Mechie is criminally underrated, but cannot break this top eight. But my number nine is Sky Moore. Hmm. I think Sky Moore brings a skill set that is going to be utilizing the NFL. He reminds me kind of how I don't want to compare stats because he played with Aaron Rodgers, but he reminds me a lot of Randall Cobb. But he reminds me of Randall Cobb with a lot more athleticism because he's really good at like balls that are kind of out of his catch radius to start, especially low balls where it's only him or the ground that catches it. He really makes good adjustments. Uh, reads the ball in flight, tracks the ball, and I, I I like what I see from him. And I do think Sky Moore is going to be a really good three on a team somewhere or maybe elevates to a two if he hits the ceiling. Yeah, you could be a volume-based guy, and I think he could handle the volume. Uh, I'm still recovering from more of last year and probably should have had him around this range, but you live and you learn. And I'm not out on my baby Rondale. Speaking of Mr. Underrated at nine, I've got Mechie. Um I feel like he could profile as a solid two, maybe a one on a bad team. He's coming back from an injury, but he's still probably going to be taken in the in the second round, which would be great if he gets a good um, if he gets a good landing spot. I, I mean, I really, <laughs> <laughs> I try to keep a straight face. <laughs> Low balls, high sag rate. <laughs> oh, then you see Coach A coming in to drop some bombs. You love to see it. Whew. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I, I know he had like what 90 catches for like 1400 yards or maybe not that many yards, but it took him a while to ball out, but we're also talking about Bama, right? And they had DVS, the God and whatnot. So I, I really just like him at his price. I mean, if I pull up my ADP, I, I think, what do we got? Met she sitting at 301 right now. He highest back again. Highest he's been is 207, and he's gone as late as 305. Is this a Desmond Ritter thing or what? Um, yeah, Ritter's jumped him. Justin oh Ross is ahead God. of him. Kyron is holding ahead of him. Yeah, Ritter is flying. How is that up. possible? I don't know. Ritter has the highest deviation, but he's sneaking into the first and early second, which I just makes me love my mid-second round picks, really. Yeah, dude. Like, Because Mechie's my 10. And Mechie has killer footwork. Hmm. He knows how to get open in small spaces. He can work inside or outside, especially like I'm talking like from outside, like an outside yeah. uh, position to even his own, or I mean, excuse me, even a slot against his own or against man. He doesn't have an issue running towards the linebackers when it comes to trying to create space or whatever. Mechie is going to, he's going to be a good receiver. I just don't know what his ceiling is. Yeah. He could be as best as a two. Maybe if, but he could be maybe as low as a four, and that's the issue when it comes to fantasy production. You just don't know. But he's a solid ass wide receiver. I just don't understand how is yeah. he in three hundred one territory. I don't know. People are just out on him. Uh, it's it, and it, it doesn't seem to be the ACL thing because no one's out on Williams. It doesn't seem to be draft capital as far as I'm hearing because I'm hearing second round still as well. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but there's something actually I was when I was 
uh, I was watching watching through his film. There was a lot of times actually he beat film. What's that? He beat Young to spots that Young should have delivered the ball on time. Young was actually late a lot of times when it came to getting Mechie the ball. So we could even see a better Mechie when it comes to an NFL quarterback on a timing offense. Yeah, I think Bryce Hall, he was a true freshman, right? Or was he just a red shirt? I don't know. Do your homework, kids. Anyways, Bryce Hall, a little side gripe. Not gripe. Bryce Young. Jesus Christ. Everything's Bryce Hall. Bryce Hall, quarterback one. Um, Bryce Young, I'm not a quarterback coach, all right? So take this with a grain of fucking arsenic, but I've never seen footwork like his, all right? And I'm not going to try and get hung up too much here, but I'm just saying, honestly, I've never seen a quarterback that, even in the gun, he starts and he takes his steps backwards with his hips parallel with the line of scrimmage, which makes him either – I mean, like flat foot, Justin, like when they throw flat foot like this, like it's either it makes it harder, at least most likely on a, in, a more inaccurate throw, or it makes him force himself to make one more step to get perpendicular so that you can throw that way. Now, if there's a quarterback coach out there that says I'm an idiot, please let me know. I would love to know. I'm just saying I've never seen it. And it makes me because I've seen some timing issues. Like you were saying, I've seen it with Jameson Williams on crossers. And it's just something that sticks out to me a lot with Bryce Young is that footwork is weird. I've never, I've never seen a quarterback do that. Anyways, uh, I'll wrap it up. We have the same top 10, just a little different order. I got Sky Moore at 10. It seems like a, a guy that can handle a lot of volume. Could be a PPR kind of guy. Could be a, a two, but maybe fits more as a three on a team. I think he's just going to get used, and I, I love it. Yeah, well, I thought that with Rondale, too, and fucking Cliff. See... <laughs> You, you don't blame that Matt Nagy for everything. Not, not everything was Matt Nagy's fault. But Cliff, no, if you're gonna, if you can blame Matt, if you can blame Matt Nagy for every single fucking thing that's ever happened, I'm blaming Cliff Kingsbury for every single thing that's happened. I mean, does Cliff call the plays? I don't know. When uh, wasn't uh, Leftwich there for a while before he went to Tampa? I'm not sure. Um, but anyways, Matt Nagy was not the play caller in Chicago. He relinquished the duties both times, like both years, like the last two years. So like, I think more or less when it comes to Nagy though, if we were for looking at the issues, it's lack of productive preparation. Yeah. His prep sucks. When your his left tackle sucks, sucks but... ass, you don't roll Justin Fields naked to the left or like you don't have a back that's not over there to chip on passing plays. It, it's just stupid. Yes. Nagy was a problem. He wasn't, he was a very bad coach, but it just makes arguments easy for every single player that sucked or Justin Fields last year who had a bad year to just be like, it was just Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. But he's got Tomlin now. He, he wasn't bad, but he was, he wasn't, he was bad, but it was just Nagy, but he was actually kind of good for Allen Robinson, but he was bad at throwing, but dude, untangle yourself out of that pretzel, dude. All right. The dude didn't play well. All right. It's that simple. Like it's not all Matt Nagy. Wow. Um, all right now that i'm canceled again by twitter for not shitting on Nagy completely we have you some... go our honorable mention yes on those? exactly take the floor okay so obviously watson from uh south dakota state he's got size he ran fast we'll see if he can run any other routes he's pretty good on the sideline has some good elevation to go go up and get the balls but I don't know if he has the ability to actually produce on a consistent basis or if it's just going to be way too inconsistent to even ever have any value on your team. 
Then, um, you want to talk about Watson? Uh, just real quick. I mean, he's going at 206 in rookie drafts, which is kind of a little high for me. I mean, he's going over Sky Moore and Mechie, who I would prefer to him. But a lot of people really like Watson, and I'm I, I'm, I'm going to be okay missing on Watson. I'll, I'll let other people hit on him. I think the game is changing too much. Like, so what's valuable in a wide receiver skill set? And I don't think Watson has all of the things that we would want. So he could have a very high ceiling for certain items, but then just completely miss on other necessary pieces that they want in a wide receiver. Yeah, and that is the same fields I'm trying to trade you for with uh, Jared Goff, who you seem to just adore. And uh, surprised you didn't take that deal, actually, man. It was a smash. Just loving, I- loving QB 18 through 27. Yeah, we're, we're changing that. We're changing that in this Lord of the Rings draft, John. We are not going into our year with fucking Teddy and Goff as our quarterbacks. I'm sorry, <laughs> but not happening. You could have gotten QB 14, Carson Wentz, you know, see what happens. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, Watson, as uh, honorable mention, but he's not, I'm not going to get any Watson because I'm, I'm just not going to draft him over like 20 – 20 other guys or running backs or tight ends that are going to yeah. go in the second round. Yeah. Now there are other wide receivers too, that have like skill sets to be like a role player that gets like certain touches, but they're not like complete wide receivers. Those are ones that are not on my honorable mentions. I'm saying there are other, I'm just saying there are other ones that are probably going to be an ADP that I'm not going to list out because I don't think they have complete, complete options to be wide receivers. But the next one I have is Alex Pierce from uh, Cincinnati. The problem I have with him is his hands are so bad. He double catches everything and he leaves the ball up for the, the cornerbacks to either knock down or try to steal from him. But the, but what I really like about his game is that I think he, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him off the field for one, but he's really good handling man coverage and hand fighting down the field, creating a little bit of separation with his body, taking contact and not falling off of his route. And it just reminds me of I, I'm not making this comparison about play about like production or play style exactly, but kind of how Cooper Cup plays where. It doesn't matter what the coverage is doing. He's going to get to his spot. He's going to do certain things. And I see that in in Pierce a little bit where because he's so feisty, it's really going to be like really difficult to not put him on on the field in certain routes or or a majority of routes because he's so competitive. Question I have is, is he going to catch it? Because like I said, he does not have like the softest of hands or the strongest of hands when it comes to actually keeping a hold of the football. Yeah, well, it's not easy to catch uh, ducks from Desmond Ritter either. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you haven't if you haven't realized or haven't been listening, this show is out on Desmond Ritter. Absolutely out on Desmond Ritter. Out. Um, he's a good. It's something that I've seen a hundred times. He's 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 like ten years ago. He's the type of guy I would have been all in because he was a good college quarterback that I would have been like, yeah, dude, this guy's gonna be sick. Holy shit, look at that forty, like. But he's just not a good quarterback. He's he's not good at timing. He has terrible accuracy. He he leaves his balls balls are low. That sag is high. Like footwork's bad. Out. Can't text his two step to save his life or whatever type of line dancing kind of dynasty coach A likes to perform <laughs> on the weekends when he used to train or whatever. And then the last one I got is Shakir from I'm saying his name wrong, but from Boise State. He is so willing to have a second move or willing to figure out what's the next way to attack when he has the football. I love it. It's super competitive. He knows he's a dog. I think he's got a complete enough skill set to get on the field. I don't know if he'll really. The thing with a lot of these wide receivers are like 
a lot of them could be time wasters or roster cloggers for multiple seasons, which is why when it hits the third round, I'm going to be running a bunch of fucking running backs through through the third round before I hit a lot of these wide receivers. But Shakir's one I, I feel could get on the field and wouldn't would be competitive when on the field. Just not sure that there's really any prominent fantasy production over time. Yep. Uh those uh, Pierce and uh, Shaker Shakir are going late third right now in mocks. And the only other honorable mention I have would be Wandale Robinson. Um, he's a guy I would take a shot on, but can't do it. I can't do it. He's, he's a small, he's a small boy. Um, he's good against zone. Wandale is very good against zone, but I just, I can't see a role that's consistent. I just can't see a, I can't see me, myself in a draft being comfortable to take him where he isn't already gone. Um, because I'd be looking, you know, late third, like, um, I'd be taking, you know, the Ford and Brian Robinson running backs. I'd be taking two tight ends before him, Zamir White before him. Algier. Yeah. Uh, Algier. I, I might go, I, I might go Wandale over him, but it, that's, that's where we're talking. So these are, these are the third round guys. Uh, yeah, I was in the, I was in the count. How many wide receivers are, all right, so let's do it. Four, five, six. Oh my God. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You got 10 wide receivers in the top 20 picks. So half of the first 20 picks are wide receivers right now. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's numbers. That's numbers for you. Right? I don't think I've ever felt strong, more strong or about Carson's my strong. wide receiver 10 in my rank <laughs> than I do John Mechie. Sorry, just going yeah. back. No, I agree. Uh, same with Sky Moore, like those two. I agree. And that's it. I, I got nothing else freely. I mean, there's more sleepers out there. We might get into them more, but this was our first go, given our putting them down on record, our top 10 wide receiver rankings for the 22 class. I guess it's time that we wrap this shit up. You got a gripe of the week? I did. I forgot it, though. Shit. Well, that's not so bad. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pass on that. I really did have one. I should have written it down. But no, uh, I don't have one. Mine's a sort of a backhanded compliment of man, it sucks to be so good at trading because people just don't want to trade with you no more. I'm out here trying to lose so many trades today. Like I'm not trying to, you know, actively lose, but I'm sending deals that are like bro, bro. <laughs> I can't. I cannot give you any more. And people are just they're they're scared. I'm, That's I'm how I feel about Taylor. I I want to turn Taylor into multiple assets, and I can't do it. Same with like Justin Jefferson. Like this, I, I was trying to turn Chase in a first into like Javante uh, Williams in an early first. Oh yeah, don't do that. I did not like that trade. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't take it. So yeah, that's because it's just what. Yeah. Uh, anyways, they countered with uh, Debo and 101 for Chase and 102. And I was like, what are, What the fuck are we doing here, dude? What are we doing here? Like, I am. Someone called me a used car salesman. I'm like, I'm the used car salesman. That's like the sticker says 2750, but it's a piece of shit. And I'll, I, I only want a thousand bucks. Like, ain't no car salesman doing that. Slaps roof. This Slaps baby. the roof. Can hold so much spaghetti. What's your highlight? I got fitted today for my brother's wedding. So we're just waiting on that to come in now. But it's, uh, it's you know, everything's getting in motion for that. So it's exciting. I'm trying to figure out my speech. 
I got a pretty good idea. I'm going to do some humorous, some not humorous. So it should be fun. Yeah, that's cool. I got fitted for uh, golf clubs. I bought my new set and I bought my membership today. So I'll be golfing. I'm, I'm excited for that. I've been rocking the same pair for like six years now. So I dropped the bag, got myself some Callaway Apex. Oh, what clubs? The Callaway Apex uh, 21. So they were their last year's uh, version. They come in next week. And I'm hoping to break, I'm hoping to break 80 this year. And I said I'll do it if I have to play fucking mini golf or something because I'm gonna break 80 this year. <laughs> and that's it. Anything else for the people? Did we want to do your Deshane's is? Section? Oh yeah. So Tim brought a lovely section up, and I think it would be great to end on it. I I was just messing around, and it it inspired me. But I have when Deshane's makes a trade, Deshane's is traded. Oh. When Deshane's plays chess, Deshane's is mated. Happens all the time. If Deshane's were a dog, Deshane's is crated. <laughs> Let me out! If Deshane's goes on a tropical vacation, Deshane's is braided. Oh! Dropping bars! <laughs> After our season-end Twitter review to find our best highlighted tweets, Deshane's is hated. Oh, yes, yes. When Deshane's gets to go out to dinner, Deshane's is plated. <laughs> when Deshane's makes a trade, Deshane's is elated. And then the last two I got, when Deshane's comes to my house for the Super Bowl, Deshane's is wasted. <laughs> and lastly, when Deshane's does not have his headphones on, Deshane's is naked. Oh, uh, dude, nothing worse than forgetting your headphones at work. I literally, I get to, when I get to work and I don't have my headphones, I'm like, you know what? I'm sick. I'm going to go home. You know, and also we got to talk Batman at some point. We haven't done that yet. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. I, I haven't made my fucking douche reviews yet. I need to do that. I haven't done one in like two weeks. So I got a book and uh, I got the Batman to do. So stay tuned on those. I know how much everyone loves those. But I think that's about it. I got nothing else for the people. So I guess we won't hit the main event. I did that last week too. God damn it. Live entertainment. But we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>